0: Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. This is not the episode I plan to record today. I actually had a recording with a huge guest, one of my biggest guests yet, and I'm kind of getting ghosted right now. And this is a recording that... This person's team reached out to me saying that this guy wanted to come on. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Scheduled, recording, I plan, we confirm, recording day comes and he just doesn't show up. And I'm sitting there like, okay, give him a little more time. All right, like 10 minutes goes by. I'm like, all right, this is weird. Maybe he's having trouble getting onto the recording platform. I send an email. And I end up DMing his manager and I get a response that he had a family emergency. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I'm so sorry. I totally understand. I hope everything's all right. Let me know if I can do anything. He's like, that's so nice. No, like we're so sorry. We know you have your schedule all planned out. Like let, like we'd love to reschedule for whenever works for you. I'm like, okay, no problem. So we rescheduled for today, which was same day, same time a week later. And I and and like calendar invites, like he accepted, manager accepted, all that. And I'm sitting here and it's it five minutes go by. Well, first it was like one minute. It's like 3.01 PM. And I'm like, hmm, all right. I don't have a good feeling about this. Usually people really sign on on time for recordings because recordings end up taking the the full hour. And everyone's usually like super excited for it. Whatever we want to hit the ground running, get in at the top of the hour. 3.04. 305. I'm like, Hmm, all right, let's keep giving him the benefit of the doubt. 310, 314. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna wait till 315. After that, I got to move on with my life. And 315 comes and I'm like, Okay, like, I keep checking my email, checking my DMs to see if I'm hearing from him, his manager, checking my texts, they have my number, nothing. And I literally just got ghosted, like for the second time. I mean, maybe at a fr- the family emergency, I totally like believe that. But it is really similar to what everybody else is dealing with with ghosting and dating. Like I literally feel like I just got ghosted. And that kind of begs the question of at what point do we stop giving someone the benefit of the doubt? At what point do we say no, enough is enough? I have my life to live. I have my job to do. And I'm not going to sit around waiting for this person, regardless of their potential, regardless of how great they seemed on paper, in this case, regardless of their huge audience size and how good the conversation could have been. Um, It's a really frustrating and tough situation. It's like, well, shit, like, why am I not good enough for this guy to show up to the recording that he asked me to do? He asks to come onto the podcast, which is the same thing as what you guys deal with all the fucking time where someone asks you on a date and then they don't confirm the date never happens or it's the day of, it's an hour before and they say, oh my God, I'm so sorry, like work's going over or like I got stuck in a meeting or I really don't feel well. And it's like, well, how do you know if you can believe that person? Should you give them the benefit of the doubt? In in my opinion, yes, I love giving people the benefit of the doubt. I think we're all human. Shit happens. We all get stuck in work meetings. We all have family emergencies. We all get tired. But at what point are we doing ourselves a disservice by letting these people continuously do this to us? And one of my friends is having a really tough time in her dating life right now where literally three people in a row canceled dates with her first dates, the day of. And she's sitting there being like, what is wrong with me? Like, are these people googling me and finding something out about me at the last second? They're like, Oh, we can't go on a date with her. And that's so frustrating. It's so hard. Because whether these excuses that they had. Oh, I got exposed to COVID. Oh, like my I'm taking clients out and it went over like, oh, I I don't feel well from the bachelor party I was at this weekend. Like, maybe those things are all true. But also maybe they're not. And when it happens so consistently, it really does start to make you ask like, well, clearly something's wrong with me. If this keeps happening, and dating is that bad for me, I must be doing something wrong. And I mean, I've told this friend a million times, like I've read her texts with these guys. She's not doing anything wrong. And I feel so bad because I have no actual productive and helpful words of wisdom for her because it makes no fucking sense why this is happening to her. And it's really frustrating for me to see that. And, and I know in this case, I'm talking about a girlfriend and I'm talking about guys who are doing this. And it's the same thing with the term "fuckboy." Like I don't just mean guys do this. We all, everybody does this. Girls do it. Everybody does it every type of person does it in every possible situation. And it's, it's more about a human thing and a communication thing than a guy's thing versus a girl thing. It's, it's the fact that dating is so hard. And at this point, all of our like social media feeds are filled with content about how hard dating is. And we hear it on TV. We hear it from our friends. We hear it in music. We hear it everywhere, but people still choose to do the thing that's going to make it harder for someone. And it's really sad. It, it really makes me sad because dating has the potential to be such a wonderful thing and such a beautiful thing and something that can help you learn, can help you grow, can introduce you to somebody who changes you, can introduce you to a million people who change you, even if, even if it's someone who makes an impact on you from, from one date or three dates you learn something from that first date. You learn something from a conversation with them. But there's just so much bad that overshadows the good. And yeah, it's really frustrating. And I guess that is why we're all here. So hello. Well, that was my intro, I guess. If you are anything like me and you are going on a date, you're probably like nervous, but also excited, but just like really want to have a good time, don't want to screw anything up. And you get like the pre-date jitters. Um, For me, there were two things that I would do to help with those predate jitters. I would always call a friend for a little pump up speech. And I would also take a happy gummy from mindset wellness CBD before my date, it would help me stay in the right mood being excited being present. But it would also take away that layer of nerves that was going to stop me from being my best self on the date. I love the happy gummies. They are incredible. They taste great. They don't make you feel high or anything like that. They just make you feel like the best version of Yourself. So try them today. Definitely recommend trying them before a date. MindsetwellnessCBD.com. Use code seeing other people at checkout. That will get you 20% off and free shipping. We're doing a solo episode because, yeah, like I said, I have work to do. I have shit to do. And because this person doesn't show up, doesn't mean I'm not gonna record an episode right now. Look at me. If you guys are looking at me, if you're watching the video, like I did my hair sort of, aka I held up a blow dryer and just like blue it dry. Uh, I did put a little makeup on, put some jewelry on, fixed my nails. I actually did my nails while I was waiting for him in those 15 minutes. Um, But now they look great. They're blue. It's from London Town, which is my new favorite nail company. I love their stuff. Um, Yeah, it's the London Town Enhanced Color Laqueur. It's the color title. Um, I think there's a code like Alana20. I don't know. You can check out my Instagram story for that because you guys know I'm Dabbling in influencing now, which has been fun, but it's also been a lot. It's been stressful. Um, I'm having a kind of bad day, and I think I texted like Jake and I texted Kerwin saying that I was having a pretty bad day today. I feel like there's so much pressure, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this in whatever field you work in, or whatever your priorities are in your personal life right now. There's just so much pressure. And I don't think it's necessarily other people putting pressure on me. It's me putting pressure on myself. But I, I don't know, I woke up today and I immediately, it was really hard for me to get out of bed this morning. And that's kind of been like that the last few days, but then I've gotten out of bed and I've gone on with my day. But something about today, I, I had this recording and then I have to go out and film after this for Screening for of the Snapchat show that I host. and. I get really anxious in general every time it comes to doing that. I hate going up to people and like interrupting them and being like, Hey, I'm I'm recording this thing. Would love to have you. I don't know why it's more the idea of doing it than the actual act of doing it. But I, I get so stressed about it. And so anytime I'm planning to film it, like that anxiety and stress consumes my whole brain. I guess some of you might feel that way. If you know you have a date that night or something like that, but yeah, I feel like I've been feeling a lot of pressure about just the podcast, the content, making money, like turning this stuff into a business and and making it work for my current, like for right now and for my future. And I mean, the show's growing and the socials are growing and I'm every week, every single week for the last few weeks, I've gotten a message or an email from somebody saying their therapist told them to listen to seeing other people. That like makes my heart skip a beat. That is the biggest compliment that you guys could ever give me. And first of all, to every therapist out there listening, thank you. Seriously, that means the world. I appreciate that so much that I have your support, that you believe in this and that you find it helpful to a point where you would actually tell your clients to listen to it and that you think it could provide support or provide something to them. That like makes my heart sore. Um, and to everybody who's messaged me saying that their therapist has recommended it, like, holy shit, thank you for telling me. That that really goes a long way for me and kind of kicks out those little like, clouds of pressure because it's like, you are doing good, Alana. You are making a difference. Brave the uncomfortable. therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to PresentlyBracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y Bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up, and I get it. Vermont grown Sunset Lake CBD. Um, oh my God, this is going to turn into an hour long event session. I promise I, it's not going to, we're going to get to questions. We're going to get to answers. Um, we're going to have fun in this episode, but all this to say, I'm just feeling a lot of pressure lately, especially with like the content stuff. It's like I I'll spend hours coming up with ideas of videos about how I can like, turn my ideas and these concept, concepts into like bite sized, actionable content for you guys. And I will be so excited about an idea and then I will make it and I will be so excited about the video and then I will post it and it will absolutely flop. And I hate that that controls my mood. How a video performs or the number of new followers I get in the day or the number of downloads on an episode when on Tuesdays and Thursdays when those episodes come out. I hate how much that controls how I feel. And it's something that I'm working on. It's something that I really don't want to feel because I'm so proud of everything that I do. And a la the therapist messages and the therapists who have reached out and um, the people who have reached out and said their therapist has recommended them. I am so proud of what I do and it is making an impact. But sometimes it just, I don't know, I feel like I'm not, I'm not good enough to to really make this work. I'm not good enough to get this to the level I want it to or I'm not doing enough, you know, it's like the more I work, the more I'll succeed. and And you know, that could go hand in hand with dating, like the more dates you go on, the more likely you are to meet someone is dating a numbers game. I don't know, is succeeding as a podcaster and content creator and influencer a numbers game. I don't know. But we're, we're in this together. We're trying. We're doing our best. Let's get into questions so I can help you guys instead of helping myself with a vent sesh. All right. How long is too long without saying I love you to your significant other? Oh, also these questions um, are a mix of questions that have come in through Instagram question boxes, those AMA boxes, uh, DMs, and emails. So always send in your questions. I love to answer them on the episodes. Sometimes I will post an AMA box and then not answer it on Instagram because I'm saving it for the episodes because I want to give longer explanations rather than the 15 second answers. But yeah, thanks for sending in your questions. Okay, how long is too long without saying I love you to your significant other? I don't think there's like a three month, six month, one year. I mean, if you're dating someone for a year and you haven't said I love you, I do think that would be, that would feel too long. Your relationship should have progressed to that point. Emotionally, you should have that emotional connection. You should love somebody that you've been with for a year. You should see that future with them. I think in terms of saying I love you, when you feel like you are going to jump out of your skin if you don't tell this person that you love them, then tell them. You do not have to wait for them to tell you. If you're at that point and you're like, oh my God, I love them and I need them to know, just tell them. They will be so happy to hear it and they will probably say it back. And if they don't, that's okay. Wouldn't you rather have them know that you feel that way about them? I said, I love you to Jake first. I, 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 for a little while, I tried to wait. I really did try to wait because I was like, how nice would it be if he said it first? And after a while, I was like, no, like, I want to tell him I love him because I do. And what if I got hit by a car tomorrow and I never got to say it? I mean, that's drastic, but you never know. So if you love someone, tell them. And that goes for friends, family, too. Um, I think it's the same thing. I think we put way too much pressure and weight on like the moment that someone says I love you. And if you have those feelings for someone, tell them. And it will feel so good to tell them. Of course, don't tell somebody like two weeks in or like two dates in, you know, like make sure it's real love. Make sure it's not just that loss and that excitement. Like really know that you do love that person because you want to fully love somebody when you tell them that, if that makes sense. Cool. Is it okay to introduce him to your friends on the third date? I actually love that. I think that's great. I think that's more than okay. I think that... Seeing this person with your friends, if they're comfortable with it, if they say they're super down, if you're like, oh, like a bunch of people are hanging out this Sunday on the roof or at the park, do you want to come? Like that, that'd be super fun if you came. And they're like, yeah, I'm down. Great, bring them along. Do I think you should invite him over to your apartment where you have three roommates and then other friends are coming over for Bachelor Monday? And have this be the third date? No, that might be too intimidating. That might be a lot for somebody. Think about if the roles were reversed, and you were walking into an apartment of them and their seven guy friends on a third date, that might be a lot, you might feel a little uncomfortable, you might feel again, that word pressure. It's a big word today. This is this is an episode about feeling pressure, you might feel pressure to like be perfect and be on your best game. And yes, you of course want to be on your best game. But you want to feel comfortable, you want to feel good. So yeah, I think if it's something casual, like, oh, like there's a bunch of people hanging at the park, or there's a day drink on the roof, or oh, like people are grabbing drinks for happy hour here. Do you want to come stop by before we get dinner? um, Or like, let's, let's do dinner. And then my friends are all going to this bar if we're feeling like we want to go out after I think that's good where it's a little more casual. It's not the entire plan. But you can still have that fun. You can still see how they are with your friends. I think that is really important. And I've definitely done that early on, I think. All right, I'm gonna look up, I'm pulling up the date list, you guys. I'm referencing the date list. For those who don't know, Jake and I have kept a ongoing list. It's in a shared iCloud note on our phones of every single date we've ever been on. So it looks like, all right, on our third date, we actually did run into two of my friends. And then some of his friends while we were sitting outside at a bar, but that was like a five minute, like, Oh my God, it's so funny. We're on a date and there are our friends. Um, but I did get to ask my friends after like, what'd you think? And they were like, Oh, like we don't know, but he seemed nice and cute. I'm like, yeah, it was five minutes. How could you know more than that? Um, but actually on our fifth date, Kerwin came over for about an hour, hour and a half of it. Um, we played card games, the three of us, and we ordered in I think it was Chinese food and we just chilled. It definitely was a little bit awkward, like it was a little early. And it definitely was a little bit of like Jake's quieter side. But like, that totally makes sense. Like, it was mine in his fifth date. And he was meeting my friend and like me and Kerwin and were together we're a lot. So um, but it was nice. It was it was easy. It was like, we literally played card games and then ordered in food. So that was that. And then yeah, I had met his, I had met his friends the, on, on date four, actually. We watched, we got dinner, and then we went back to his apartment and watched the Bachelor finale. And I think two of his roommates watched with us. So yeah, I think it's totally normal and totally good and totally fine to do that. Again, like I said, make sure they're comfortable. Okay, can male and female ever just be friends? He treats me like a girlfriend, but we haven't hooked up in years. I think these are two different questions. Can guys and girls just be friends? I actually posted this on my Instagram story um, the other day because it was a question I asked on Screening for Love. And I think it was like 70% 70 of people said, yes, guys and girls can just be friends. And 30% of people said, no. Um, You can also go watch that episode of Screening for Love to see everybody's responses. It's really interesting. So that's on Snapchat Discover. But um, I swear this this episode is not an ad for Screening for Love. It's just funny. I like it. It's a great show. I'm recording it. Yay! I get stressed going into it. So listen, to make my anxiety worth it. Um, Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, Your Insider's Look into Modern Dating, hosted by Julie Craftcheck and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, Season 15, Episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. I think it depends on you. I think it depends how the friendship started. I think it depends. I think guys and girls have a much better chance at succeeding at a friendship if the friendship, if one of the people is in a relationship. I think that is really key. I think there are a lot of people that are good at having friends of the opposite sex of their desired sex. I think there are people who are very bad at it. I am an example of every single guy friend I had like in college and and a few years after, I had made out with them at one point or another. I was into them at one point or another. I flirted with them at one point or another. So I'm not a very good example. But then I do have now... I do have some guy friends who are like guy friends from work, guy f- friends who are like through friends of friends who it, it has been completely platonic. So I think it depends on you, your stage of life, what you're looking for, how established your other friendships or relationships are, stuff like that. The second part of your question or statement. Treats me like a girlfriend but we haven't hooked up in years. That's the part. That's the part that's raising a flag for me because you're Asking if you can be just friends, but he treats you like a girlfriend, but you haven't hooked up in years, but you have hooked up in the past. This, I think, requires a conversation between the two of you of what's going on. Because my question is Do you want to be more than that? If he's treating you like more than that, do you like that? Do you want him to treat you like less of a girlfriend and more of just a friend? Do you want to be this close with him? Do you have any feelings for him? And of course, the question comes up of does he has feeling does he have feelings for you words are hard today so I think there's a lot that you need to think about and that hopefully he's thinking about and you need to ask yourself am I okay with this like he treats me like a girlfriend is this holding him back from pursuing other relationships is this holding me back from pursuing other relationships I also think you have to figure out do you want more he treats you like a girlfriend. Do you like that? Do you actually want to be his girlfriend? You know, do you like how he treats you? Maybe he's somebody that you kind of wrote off after you had hooked up like, oh no, we're just friends. But if he treats you like this and you've let it happen for years, maybe you do like it. And maybe there is something more there that you've kind of been ignoring, but it could actually be something great. So ask yourself those questions. Feel free to email me with more context and we can go from there. I added an extra note onto that one. First time girlfriend, advice for early dating in a relationship. Well, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, you don't have to label yourself as a first time girlfriend. You are in a relationship. You've been in relationships in the form of friendships, in the form of, you know, sister, daughter, cousin, whatever it is, you've maintained different relationships. Um. So that's just a little aside, like, because I I've been thinking about this a lot since Jake and I had that conversation on our episode of the fact that he had never been in a relationship before um, and how people do judge that and put a stigma on it. And I actually think that's really wrong of people to do because it doesn't mean that the person has no relationship experience. Um, So if you have ever felt that way, you're doing great. And you do have plenty of relationship experience, just not in a romantic relationship, long-term partnership sense, but now you will. And it'll be great. Advice for early dating, have fun, enjoy enjoy it. This is a really fun time. There is no other time that is like those early few months where you're getting to know this person. Everything they do is funny. Everything they say is adorable. Like They make your heart flutter. They make you laugh all the time and you cannot wait to spend time with them. Not to say that that all goes away, but it's different. Your relationship develops and changes and you kind of just become each other's people and You know, being together is second nature and it's something that you come to just, it just feels like comfortable and it feels like home, but something, there's something so special about those early stages and those first few months. So like really, really enjoy it. The one thing I would say is just communicate. Don't be afraid to say what's on your mind. Don't be afraid to share how you're feeling. If you have any questions about anything, if you're worried about something, if you're stressed or anxious about something, tell them. The earlier you can get really good at communicating with your partner, the more successful this relationship will be and the more potential this relationship will have to actually be a long-term partnership because you're going to have to communicate about harder things at some point. And if you don't have that baseline of communication from early on, if you're not learning how to do that together, it's going to make everything else later on a lot more difficult. So have fun enjoy it. But really, be open with this person. Like, don't be afraid to say you're having a bad day. Don't be afraid to say you're scared because of the feelings you have for them like are so strong, you know, don't be afraid to say like, Oh, I wish we could spend more time together. Or I feel like we've been spending too much time together. And I want to spend more time with my friends next week. But let's definitely plan to do like dinner on Friday and a movie on Sunday, you know, like really, really communicate about how you're feeling this person and you can build a beautiful relationship, a beautiful life together. If you're on the same page, if you're sharing what's on your mind. That is what I have to say about that. All right, what is next? Oh, and again, congrats. I'm happy for you. You got this. Ideas for asking what someone is looking for and how many dates in to ask. This is a big one. I think you can ask on the first date. I think you absolutely like should ask on the first date or the second date, if you don't feel comfortable yet, and you kind of want to just like Not come in hot and just go with the flow with the first date and not have that stress on you of like, oh, well, I have to find this out. But I think people approach this in the wrong way. I think people approach finding out what someone's looking for as like the big question. It's like the DTR. It's like, I have to find out what they're looking for or else. It's like, I need to know they're on the same page as me or else. So I have to have this big moment and ask them this big question. And it's really a conversation. And it shouldn't be a hard conversation either. And I did this when I was dating on the first date. I would ask, how has dating been for you lately? And that is such a simple question. And it's such a taboo question to ask because people don't like to talk about dating on dates. And I think it's the best topic to talk about because you will learn so much from them from their response to that question. If they say, like dating's been great. They're like, you know, like they're having a good time in the apps, but they haven't found what they're looking for. You can say, oh, like, what is it that you're looking for? Or they might say like, yeah, you know, like I've met a few cool people, but I can't see it progressing into anything long term. And that's definitely what I want at this point in my life. And then you'll have your answer. And of course, be kind and reciprocate that and share your answer. Um, or Maybe they'll say, yeah, like I've been having a lot of fun dating, but I definitely am really prioritizing my career as well. So like, I'm just trying to balance that. And I don't really know if I'm trying to get into a relationship right now. Like, If you just give them the opportunity to say what's on their mind about dating, they will likely trail off, go on a tangent, end up giving you their answer. And if they don't, if that question, that easy question you could end up having such fun conversations from that question by the way like those are the most fun dates and we actually talked about our dating lives and our dating struggles because it's relatable and it's real it's what you would talk about with your friends you know and it kind of like take peels the layers off and like kind of helps you put your guard down because you can laugh about like oh my god dating literally sucks together but here we are on a date and maybe we can make this not suck together how can we do that let's talk about it if that answer if their answer to your question isn't really filling up your cup and satisfying you in terms of getting that actual answer of what they're looking for, you can just say like, I'm really excited to be getting to know you like I have gotten really hurt in the past by people being misleading or their words not, you know, meeting their actions. So I'm just curious, like, I'd love to know what you're looking for. Simple. It takes a few seconds of courage to work up to saying that. Uh, I've shared this before, my favorite movie quote ever is from the movie We Bought a Zoo. And it's all it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage. And I promise you something great will come of it. That's the same thing with this, like all your stress and anxiety about like, oh, my God, is this person looking for the same thing? That can all be taken off your shoulders, that can all be lifted off. And you can be set free. If you just take 20 seconds of courage, and ask the question. And you asking the question is not going to scare them off. That is not going to be the reason if they don't ask for a second date, that's not going to be the reason why. I 125% promise. And if it is, you can come talk to me. I'll owe you dinner. I don't know. So I think ask as early as you can, because otherwise you're just putting yourself in the position to get really hurt. If you start to develop feelings for this person, which you can as early as a first date, you could get so excited about somebody from a first date and then be so let down a week later when you find out that they actually don't want anything serious. So ask the earlier you can ask the better. All right. I usually record these, actually, these episodes in like garage band. So I pause between each question. And right now I'm recording on Zencaster, which is what I use to record with the guests, which is why if you're watching on Spotify, you can see the video right now. Hey, what up? What up, fam? I'm actually gonna paint this wall behind me um, and paint it blue. I've been picking out blues to paint. But I'm really struggling with which blue because there are a gajillion tones of blue in paint colors. It's really hard. Um, yeah. So usually I take like a break. I have some water, I make weird noises. Um, you know, I make no one no noises at all to give myself a break. But right now we're just rolling. And this this episode's not going to be edited. That's another funny thing. People are always like, Oh my God, how long does it take to edit the episodes? And shout out to Cammy because Cammy edits the episodes. I do not. Also, you guys, Cammy's in New York. It's wonderful it's so amazing cammy is my uh producer and editor and she is f- lives in or near in and near buenos aires argentina and she is actually in new york for 6 weeks right now and conveniently is saying a block away from me at an airbnb which is absurd because when she she texted me and she was like lana like i booked my airbnb this was months ago i'm like oh my god where is it she told me the to cross streets i'm like Kimmy, do you know where I live? She's like, no, why? I'm like, I live a block away from there. Out of all of Manhattan. All of Manhattan she could have ended up in. All of New York that she could have ended up in. We're a block away. It's great. So, but yeah, people are always like, oh, like how long does it take to edit the episodes? I'm like, honestly, my episodes are like 95% just straight through. The only time I really edit anything is if, you know, um, an AirPod disconnects and we have to pause while we fix it or... Uh, someone coughs a lot or Barkley starts barking or someone says something and they're like, Oh, like, actually, can we cut that out? Like that's the only editing I do. Other than that, what you guys hear is what was recorded. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do this one fully raw and unedited. Maybe we'll add that little intro music. Maybe not. Let's go to the next question. Knowing the difference between the slow burn and just dating a friend. I really like this question because I know I've talked about the slow burn. I know I've talked about it through like my episodes, my content. I know I've talked about it. When Logan came on, we talked about, um, she always said, Logan, Yuri, she always says, go for the slow burn. Like fuck the spark, go after the slow burn. Um, Jake was definitely more of a slow burn for me and I in the past had been used to the sparky people. You know, I just, I felt sparks on the first date and if I didn't, I was like, nah, bye. I think in terms of knowing the difference between a slow burn and just dating a friend, you definitely have to give it time. Like I'd say, give it like four dates in terms of like, if it's someone you're meeting on an app and you're going on a date, give it four dates and see how you feel on those dates. See how you feel in between the dates. Are you excited to see that person again? Do you want to kiss them? Do you want to get moved closer to them when you're there? I would also explore doing that. Like push yourself a little bit to kind of do those things. And obviously, like within your comfort zone, don't do anything you really don't feel comfortable with. But try doing those things, see how it feels. See if you're like, oh, this is nice. I think see how you feel when you're on the date. Do you feel relaxed, like you're with somebody you could spend hours and hours and hours with? Or are you like, okay, like we spent an hour together, like this is fine, but like now I'm ready to go home. And that I know that sounds weird because when you're with your friends, you want to feel like, oh, you could spend all day long with them and not get bored. But in reality, if you're just like meeting someone for the first time and having a cup of coffee or having a drink, it's like after an hour or two, you're like, all right, like this was nice. This was a good little hangout, but I'm ready to go home. And so if it were definitely just a friend, I think that is how you would feel. But if it were someone who were more of a slow burn, you would feel like oh, no, I want to keep talking. I want to keep getting to know them. I want to hear about this thing or that thing, or I really want to tell them this thing about me. You know, there still would be that feeling of wanting more, in my opinion. So I would do that. I would also, I mean, put yourself in the position, like we were talking about before, like on the third or date, fourth date, fifth date, whatever, getting a friend or so, a friend or a few involved, if the other person is comfortable with that, see what your friends think you are like around them um and say like yeah like I don't know how I feel about this person I definitely like them but I'm not sure if it's like date vibes or just friend vibes like let me know what you think when you see us interact together and I think really just paying attention to how you feel with them and to how you act around them like are you being flirty or are you just being like "Eh, I don't really care you know I think that'll help you figure that out oh this is a good one trying not to depend on the guy that I'm talking to now I I'm really glad that you're thinking of this. I'm really glad that you're consciously trying to not depend on him. That's something that happens, I think, in in the those early stages of dating that we were talking about where we get so hooked on this person. They become a drug for us. Like we want more. We want more. We want to talk to them all the time. We want to see them all the time. We want to cancel our plans with our girlfriends, with our guy friends, whatever, because we want to hang out with them, you know. We want to stay up all night talking to them. And yes, as exciting as that can feel, where it's like, oh my God, I finally found this person I want to talk to all the time. You have to maintain your life outside of him the exact same way it was before. When somebody comes into your life, they should do exactly that. They should come into your life. Your life shouldn't change. You shouldn't change your life to be a new life around them, surrounding them. You should continue to talk to your friends, continue to hang out with your friends, continue to go to the gym, continue to do the things that you would do before for yourself in your life without them. And whether that is you literally making a promise to yourself that you are going to make three plans each week that have nothing to do with him. Even if I know you want to save that Saturday night in case he wants to do a date night, I know you want to do that, but make a plan with your friends. And if he ends up wanting to do something on Saturday night, Maybe he can come with if it's that type of plan. But again, make the plan for yourself. And if he wants to come, if you if you guys want to add, add these guys that you're talking to in later, fine. Make the plans for yourself. I think making sure that you're still, you know, like when we start dating someone, we want to text them like every little thing that's happening in our day. No, make sure you're still texting your friends who you were texting before about those things. Make sure you're still FaceTiming your best friend at the end of the day and updating each other on your day if that's what you do make sure you are still going to your workout classes. If you were going to three yoga classes a week before, make sure you're still making time for at least two of those. And know that by you continuing to live this life, that's the person that this guy started to like. He started to like the you that you had, the life for yourself that you had, the way you were in the life that you built for yourself. So you don't want to change that. You want to maintain that lifestyle because that is part of what he was attracted to the way you were in your life. So again, make sure that you are allowing this person into your life, but not changing your life to fit them into everything that you do and to not change your life to be about them because it's about you. I hate this phrase, but you're the main character. It's your life. Also like go easy on yourself. It's okay. We all get really obsessed with people sometimes, but the more you can can take it slow and can adapt correctly and accordingly, the more likely you will have a successful relationship. Being newly single while friends are in relationships. That's tough. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to kind of try and, and ease the burn here. That is tough. It's really, really hard. You're newly single. For a while, you had a few weeks or a few months where you were grieving your relationship. You were sad. You wanted to just cry you wanted to binge shows you wanted to not do anything and now you are getting into a phase where you want to go out you want to go to bars you want to meet people you want to talk to people and your friends are all in relationships and they don't necessarily want to do those things or even if they're good friends and they're willing to come out with you they're not going to want to go up to random cute guys because they're going to feel weird doing that because they're in relationships i get it it's really really difficult I would say, where find a single friend, all you need is one. And maybe it's somebody you haven't hung out with yet, but is an acquaintance, it's someone you're friendly with, it's a friend of a friend, who also is like the only single person in their relationship, or or sorry, in their friend group, or also has recently become newly single. Maybe it's somebody you've talked to a million times at the workout class you go to every Sunday afternoon, but you've never actually made a plan like grab coffee with them after, you know, put yourself in the position to become closer with somebody who you already know who could be your going out buddy. You're you can wingman each other, wingwoman each other, or maybe you have coworkers who you're like, like your work wife, you're such good coworker friends, but you've never actually gone out. Or, you know, you've gone out to get drinks, but you've never like gone out out. You've never tried to go on a double date before. You've never talked about that stuff. Um, if you feel like your work environment is, com- is one where you feel comfortable doing that, this person could be the best wingman ever. This person could be the best night out going to random bars, talking to random guys person ever. And I think that's really, really important to find that person that you can connect with on those levels that you can do these things with. And I think that until you find that, you are going to feel a little alone. And maybe it's even talking to your friends about it and saying like, Oh, like I know you guys are in relationships. Like I don't want to force you to do anything you don't want, but like if you have like, which of your friends do you think like are going out and doing this stuff and like maybe would want to invite me or maybe I could invite them to like have a girl's night with me going out and doing that stuff together. You know, Um, the other part about it is your friends are your friends, whether or not they're in relationships, they care about you and they might not be thinking, oh, Alana feels lonely right now. Or Alana needs a night out with somebody to help her talk to people. Again, I don't know if you're a girl or a guy who sent this in. I don't know what you are. So I'm I'm talking about this from a girl's perspective with all girlfriends involved. If you're a guy, same applies. But they're not necessarily thinking like, oh, Alana's newly single. She wants someone to go to bars with and talk to cute guys with. Or Alana's newly single, she probably misses us, or she probably needs a little extra love. And I should probably take a night off of hanging out with my boyfriend with my fiance, with my husband. And I should go hang out with Alana, you know, like, as much as they love you, they might not be thinking about that. And it is on you, unfortunately, to let them know that and just say like, I miss you guys. I like would love to if it's like a group of people like, I'd love to get together, like, let's watch a movie and cook and order in food or and bake, whatever, like we always did. Or if it's like one, if it's one off friends, you want to see individually. Just say like, I know we haven't had a night for just us lately. I'd love that. Or I really need a good night out. If you'd be open to that, like it'd mean the world to me for us to do that together. You know, they're your friends. They love you. They want you to be happy. They've been there too. They've been the newly single person when you were in a relationship, you know? And so it's just a matter of reminding them and sharing, this is how I feel. And this is what I need. And I can almost promise that they will show up for you in that way. Somebody will. Someone in your group of friends will. And if not, get new friends. No, it's fine. I'm kidding. But do one of those other things I mentioned and, and go try and find somebody in your circle who maybe you haven't gone out with before, you haven't you know, done those single girl things with before, but they have potential to be that person for you. You got this. And again, like I said, it is hard. It really is because your life is different now than it was a few weeks, a few months ago. And your friendships might be impacted by that and how you feel is impacted by that. And the things that you do and want to do on a daily basis and a weekly basis are impacted by that. So it's tough. Hang in there. Okay. I feel like I am going to end there. Because I have been talking for 41 minutes straight and that is a lot. And I was not planning on doing any of this, but we did. And I'm really happy about it. I feel like this actually did help me a little bit in terms of like how I was feeling for the day. But I don't know, it's tough. I just want to kind of bring it back to that because I feel like there's just so much pressure on us to all feel So good all the time, and to feel like we can do everything, and to feel like we can do everything to the best of our ability because we have to, because that's what it feels like. And no, what we have to do is like take care of ourselves. We have to make sure that we're doing okay. We have to make sure that we're feeling okay. And, you know, like yesterday, I was really upset because it was a few days into the month and I hadn't gone to the gym yet. And I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. And I was really tired. And I didn't want to go to the gym. And I took Barkley to the dog park instead. And that half hour at the dog park made me feel so much better than the gym ever could. Ever. And that was my way of taking care of myself for the day. It didn't look like how I thought it would. But I did it. And today I was like, I don't feel like I can do it. I don't feel like I can do this recording. I don't feel like I can go film for Screening for Love later. Like I just don't. I don't know why, but I don't feel like I can do it. And I went for a walk. I went grocery shopping. I weirdly love grocery shopping. I love it. It's like a, a, a hobby of mine. I love it. I just hate how much it costs to do. It's a very expensive hobby. Nobody really thinks about that. Um, I walked Barkley. I went to the gym. I wanted to go to the steam room at the gym. Steam room was closed. Ruined my life. Um, I'm kidding. First world problems. I took a shower. I blew dry my hair, I came home, I made lunch, I I continued to do these things that I thought would help me feel better. Even if they didn't, you know, there was no one moment where I was like, Oh, I feel better. But forcing myself to do things rather than staying in bed and sulking. Like I chose to try and make the most of my day, I chose to do what I could. And I chose to put makeup on do my hair, set up my lights show up for this recording. And then When my guest didn't show up, I chose, yeah, I could get back into bed right now, but I'm going to record a different episode, even though I didn't plan for it because I'm here and this is what I can do for people. And hopefully, this episode will help one person. And if it helps one person, then this whole day of feeling terrible is worth it. And then this person, this guy who canceled on me or ghosted me and didn't show up for the recording, you know what? It's okay because I recorded this instead and it helped somebody. And I'm going to go film later because I have to and because I'm good at it, even though I don't feel like I can do it right now. I'm going to do it. So yeah, all that to say, it's okay to have bad days. We all have them. You're going to get through them. And I'm always here to listen. If you need to talk to somebody and, and you don't feel like talking to your friends. Um, so yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Thanks for coming to my vent sash, my therapy sash. I hope some of these Q and A's were helpful. I hope they were fun. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and don't forget to send me in questions. Don't forget if you want to book an emotional support human session with me because I clearly need an emotional support human right now. um, And I know sometimes you guys do too. There is a link in the show notes to my direct me page where you can then book it up directly on my calendar. Those are 55 bucks. It's a half hour one-on-one with me. You can talk about literally whatever you want in your life that's going on in your dating life. If you have advice, if you just want to talk to someone who's not your usual group of friends or if you just want to talk to me because you love listening to my podcast and want to talk to me great uh same thing with the dating app profile revamps you can also book those in the direct me below and i will totally revamp your profile give it a facelift help you attract the right kind of people help you showcase yourself in a much better way that will attract better people and more people and can help you with every step of the dating process from there and yeah As always, thank you, guys. It means the world to me that you're here. If you like this episode or any other episode, don't forget to share it on your story. Give a five-star rating or review if you have it because those go such a long way. And send this episode to a friend who would benefit from hearing it. All right. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? uh sure but not quite i love that ok sis podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only who take care of their mental health and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs oh yeah that too scout that too we should probably introduce ourselves hello everyone i am mads and i am scout and we are sisters i r l